football lovers, welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast, where we review the week's major news in the world of football, aka soccer. I am one of your hosts, part of the Ball Chat family. My name is Benton, along with the rest of the family. Come on, Junior. Wagwan family, how are you guys doing? How was the week? I'm good, you know. I'm good. It's it's snowing. So, you know, I'm I miss I miss Jamaica. Come on, you're wearing funeral black to quote Junior. Hey. Who dead? Come on, who died? Good morning, Lampard. Good morning, Lampard. <laughs> Junior, my brother, how you doing, family? Boy, I I missed so many weeks, but after Manchester United missed so many chances, I had to be here. I could have missed it. Manchester United had a horrible week. Football family and Junior decided to show up. What a brave, brave, brave man. Regin, I thought you would hide this week, Junior. We don't hide from anybody. <laughs> football lovers, you know how we do it. Ball Chat Podcast, all about reviewing the week's major news in the world of football. It's a live and interactive show. If you're following us or watching us on Ball Chat YouTube page, Ball Chat Facebook page, or Flow Sports YouTube page, you can take part in the discussion. We have a special special guest join us on today's episode we have the former captain of St. Vincent and the Grenadines the Vinci Heat join us on today's show a man who coached with LA Galaxy setup he's also the, the inventor of Volley King he played in CONCACAF tournaments big CONCACAF tournaments World Cup qualifiers against Mexico Costa Rica played in the Shell Caribbean Cup in the 1990 Shell Caribbean Cup so we're gonna the one and only Mr. Desmond Morris joining us Desmond how you doing Bridget? Hi, I'm doing fine I'm doing fine hi everyone nice to meet you guys and nice to uh Thanks for having me. Desmond has a wealth of experience. We're going to pick his brain and, and talk about the landscape of CONCACAF and Caribbean football with Desmond at the top of the show. We'll also discuss ballers and bugs highlighting the most impressive players and unimpressive players of the week. We'll discuss Thomas Tuchel, now the man in charge at Chelsea. And we'll wrap up our show with Yard Ballers, a.k.a. highlighting Jamaican footballers applying their trade overseas. So let's get to it, football family. Let's talk with Desmond for the first part of the show Desmond quickly you played in the 90s and you follow you're heavily involved in coaching in today's setup how has the game changed what have we done right in the Caribbean and what have we gotten horribly wrong and in, 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 since you played all right I, I just want to digress a little bit to say that I was not the captain of the Vinci national team I maybe mean, you might want to interview him next that's guys uh, Ezra my Hen- apologies Ezra Hendrickson is yeah, Ezra Hendrickson. Hendrickson yeah. but um, I want to start off first um, with a little prayer uh, this prayer is called the Football Players' Prayer. It goes like this, and it's written by yours truly. Dear Lord, today I pray my best game I'll play. The ball will move my way. My passing will be on today. Defenders and midfielders in disarray. This I pray, Lord, bless me this day. Help me beat defenders left and right, volume the ball with all my might. My lobs and chips to be precise. Ball on my feet. Goalkeepers think twice. My moves and feints look at my touch. Touch master. Inspire my teammate. They help me so much. Lord, today I pray. This nervous feeling will go away. The ref mediates the right way. To skip out of tackles. No injury today. Help us to win today. Keep the fans at bay. This I pray. Lord, dear Lord, help us in each and every way. Uh, so he's a footballer and a poet at the same time, Desmond. <laughs> you don't know. A poet, coach, everything. Yes. So you, your question was, um, what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong? Yes. Well, let's talk about the landscape, right? Yeah. Um, my view on the landscape of football right now is that for pathways. And um, if you look at the pathways of a youth player and a senior player in the Caribbean, 
We need clear defined pathways so that we can compete at the next level. Um, the senior player, he goes senior player, he goes club, he tries to go am he tries to go amateur, and he tries to go professional. The junior player in the Caribbean pathway is maybe club, and the the, the, the multiplicity of youth programs that we have for kids in the in the Caribbean is not enough because it's singular in nature. It's more like club. Uh, in the in the states, in retrospect, you have you have rec, you have travel. You have Premier, you have Academy, you have um, State, and you have National. So um, it's difficult for a player from the Caribbean, um, so to speak, to make it to all those pathways because, um, first of all, we need investment. Uh, we need better structure. We need youth programs. Uh, either um, We need youth programs. We need uh, also um, coaching, coaching education. I think coaching education is important because the Caribbean player is a unique player in that um, our, our coaching module has to match the DNA or the characteristics of the Caribbean. For instance, if you look at the U.S. system, uh, it's a mixture of German and Dutch. And plus you have that American um, nationality that's aggressive, um, physically strong, lifting weights, scientifically. So um, I think that um, uh, because it's so hard, we, we don't have a professional um, system in the Caribbean, our own little system, um, which would help our kids navigate these pathways a little bit more. Um, I think that's one thing that's hurting um, the Caribbean players, just navigating that pathway. Because right now they have to go into environments, foreign environments, and sometimes our kids are not mentored, they're not disciplined enough, and um, they fall. They, they fall, they fall down. But um, so we have to figure out who is the Caribbean player, uh, uh, who is the identify who is the Caribbean player. What is his weakness? What is his strengths? And how can we help them get there? And and uh, one of the things I think is a mentoring is a big part of the whole deal, also because we don't have ex footballers reaching back and mentoring some of these young players. Um, that's basically it. And, and uh, the last thing I would like to say is um, talk is a very modern game right now. Right now, you need a, a, at least 131 skills. Ah, I checked it. To be yeah. a totally functional player who can be coached to the next level. So I would say, and I'm going to stop it on I would say just creating the competitiveness of, of, of for instance, I think that we've done it wrong. We've built senior football before we built youth football. Now, Jamaica's beginning to figure it out. They got a good youth structure. They got players all over the world. I did the research. Yeah. I did the research. There are players all over the world. Yeah. So we talk about closing the gap with the international guys. Let's close the gap with the three leaders in the, in the CONCACAF, which is Mexico, or U.S., Costa Rica. Uh-huh, Other Caribbean uh-huh. nations need to come up and be as competitive, be as good, even the, 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 the teams in the islands. Like St. Vincent and what well, St. Vincent has been good because, you know, we had Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. But we need the, the low-level players, uh, national teams, to come up so mm-hmm. that they can knock off one or two of these teams and make it easier. Because look at us. What's our success rate of qualifying for the World Cup? Yeah, one low, World yeah. Cup, miss, miss two, another one. Yeah. So we really have to combine our, res- our resources as a Caribbean people. I'm talking about investment from the musicians, the this, the that. We need our own MLS team. What about that? Our yeah. USL team. So that, in short, is a few things that needs to be done. How do we compare with the African player? Are we technical? We're fast. What is the African player transferring into his game to make them more 
marketable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the initial stages, in the NL, NASL, Steve, Steve, David, all these guys used to be the crux of the foundation of uh-huh, the NASL. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that 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 that, that there's three national teams that are really doing good with the youth programs. Uh-huh. I would say Jamaica, Grenada, St. Kitt. Well, Trinidad is a little bit up and down, but yeah, they have yeah, the potential. Yeah. But the last thing I'm going to say is, why don't we mention yeah. in youth development, um, Guatemala lost six, Vinci lost six, Jamaica lost six recently. And I know they've turned the curve. We yeah. need to, we love everything American. So let's find out what's what's the model in America. Let's pick a good model for our countries, a good youth model, and not what Concacaf is putting out. That that those coaching documentation is is I don't think it fits the Caribbean yes, format. Yes. I don't okay. think it's intense enough. I don't think it's meaty enough. If you look at the U.S coaching system and their model and their thing is coaching education they've done a lot with coaching education uh-huh. so that's so, in short so we need to develop something tailor something more for our players strong skill set I, I will let junior and come on chime in here in, in this discussion i should shout out to everybody watching right now flow sports you know we're talking to desmond desmond Myers, former st vincent and grenadines player um so show everybody from flow sports big up if you have any questions now Yes, man, you spoke about the, the youth setup. Now, I, I am no big baller. Newsflash, I have no... I think I'm a general, but only in my own house. Everybody laugh at me, right? But when I, when I, when I migrated to the United States, I played one year. I came, on, came to the 12th grade, and I played one year of high school football in Florida, right? And the seventh grade, the Pepsi teams in Jamaica, that, that's what Pepsi Colts and Manning Cup. The Pepsi team, the under-13 teams in Jamaica were more skillful than the, than than what we, what the twelfth grade team would be in Florida, right? But for me, I sat down and and when I analyzed the situation, even at that stage, I never had to be fit to make the side. I was I was com- comparable. I was very good compared to the other players. But somewhere along the line, and I cannot talk for Jamaica. When I when a child leave the high leave high school setup, which is very competitive compared to the U.S. setup. When they leave high school and now go to, to sec- the, um, secondary or, or collegiate or whatever, it's almost like the competition change where in America, NCAA is 20 times more competitive than what a Jamaican high schooler is, is, is going into leaving high school. So when you talk about the, the youth setup, I can only think about that. So my question to you now is, you did reference, which I think is a great idea. Why not have the Caribbean have a USL team? But my question to you is this. You, when you talk about Africans and how Africans uh, apply their trade and get stronger and better, they generally go to France to, France to play in League One, right? You have, so many, you have so many competitions there that they can branch out to. Why should the Caribbean players try to play in MLS? Why not try and try, try to play in Brazil? It, it, it's well, in distance. Well, well, I could answer that question. And that's a great question. So remember I said that the Caribbean, the Caribbean countries are what? You got Dutch, you got French, you got English, you got Spanish. So we all a mixed mash of nationalities, right? So within that model, you have to figure out, and I, and you asked a question that I was going to get right into. You have to get with the schools of thought of football. So the schools of thought is the system. You've got the Barcelona system, which is created by Johan Cruyff, which was the Brazilian system in a little bit. And you have and you have the German, you have the Dutch. Now, 
all Caribbean people, we need to figure out which style are we? What style do we want to play? What's, what style is going to bring out the best in us? Is the Brazilian style going to fit us? Um, some of us are English. We have English anyway. So we're a little bit more, I would say, athletic and running. We have everything that we need, but we have to figure out um, what style of play, what's the philosophy, what's the coaching, who are we going to go under? Are we just going to just go by fly by night? So we need, because Jamaica did well when they did some sort of the Brazil system with Rene Simons. That worked for some time, and that was a foundation. So I'm saying, um, yes, uh, you have to assimilate based on, uh, on your culture, your temperament, your mentality, your psychology, your athleticism. So these things have to direct you into what philosophy or coach in your country is going to go with, um, what yeah. style of play you're trying to... Um, emulate i think that would uh would be a good um a good um way to um to figure how do you what what playing style matches your your your, your characteristics as a country now one other point i want to make within all of that i'm a, I'm a youth football guy i'm i'm a, I, i'm of the opinion that you have to build from the bottom before you get to the top so if you look at our systems of youth play for these kids in the islands. If we want to close the gap, either we bring in the coaches to us or we transport all the man to play D1 soccer. You get Jamaica got a lot of guys playing D1 soccer. And what does D1 soccer do? It gives you the rudimental, fundamentals with the athleticism and the coaching. Because as you can see, coaching education is very important. But my suggestion for the Caribbean is, if you want to build up the youth, you have to have interleague play. And Caribbean people got to start spending some money on football. You have to have interleague play between the kids so they can travel to each island or you play three games in the island. There has to be that other level of competition for these kids to step up to be the real groundation for what we need to go to the next level. Otherwise, we're always going to be playing catch-up. Because if you look at Amer- if you look at American youth model, when, when you you 14 Americans play against Caribbean, what is the problem? Some of our teams can't even get to the halfway line. That is a problem. We need to address that, that big gap. Because if we fill that gap up, I, for sure we're going to have players coming through that are technical, that are tactical, that are physical, and that are mental. And that's how we're going to close this gap. Uh, we have to close it from the bottom, from the kids from the bottom. And that's what I think. I, I, I kind of disagree when we use the U.S. as a model when it comes to youth soccer. Because mm. if, you, if you really run through, through U.S. soccer, you really don't see a, a high success rate with the transition from youth to the national team. How many youth star players do you see representing the U.S. national team? You really don't see a lot of them. So what they're doing, they actually, when you look at U.S., you're more seeing that they are really one of those teams that you're talking about that is actually starting from the top. Because they are bringing the the players who don't necessarily play um, youth football, right? Um, I can tell you a couple of players who start up U17, U20, U23, and where the, you don't see them in the national team set up. So I would use U.S. as a model. That's just me. Um, I would more use Panama. I've always been a big fan, been a big fan of Panama because I've seen players who have played U17, U20, U23 transition to Panama. Talk about the success of Panama is different, but they're using the same model that you are championing. So hopefully we can see results in Panama's standing. When it comes to Jamaica and the youth system, 
we don't have enough time from a customer. I am not a fan of it. We don't spend enough time grooming our players. And you're correct. When our boys, our young men, go and play different countries, um, you can see the, the difference in quality. They don't, they're not necessarily faster than us, stronger than us, but tactically aware, that's not where we are. So we will have to get an identity, you're correct. But I think identity don't is not formed nationally. I think it is something that the coach interjects. So, for example, our, our, our national team now, we don't have an identity. When Winfred Schaefer was there, you could see what he was trying to do, but we still didn't have any identity. We don't have it with Tapa. And I don't know of any Caribbean team that really have an identity. I think Curacao is working on it. And I think um, we might see little adjustments with, with Curacao. But in terms of Jamaica having an identity, I don't see it. And I think that's a coach's touch. Um, and, and I'm interested to see if we can evolve into something like that. That doesn't mean. But I just think that Panama and maybe you can say Costa Rica kind of developing their youth players to come up to the national team players. Not necessarily Jamaica. And USA, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say USA. Because if you look at even tonight's game, you really don't see a lot of the youth players in it. And then the, what the US national team and MLS is doing it's not necessarily taken from the youth system, like the U23s or U20s, they're taken from the college. So it, it, it's kind of, I, I don't know how we're going to fix it. We're not a Brazil, uh, we're not a Germany, so I don't know how we're going to really fix it in, in, in the Caribbean. But, but right, so let, me, let me respond yeah. a little bit on that aspect. Um, the U.S. model. The U.S. model is several levels. There's a national level, right? There's, there's, there's regional, there's state, there's national. The U.S. has such a massive population of soccer players. For, us, for you to expect a lot of these players to make it to the other level, um, it's, it's based percentage-wise. The system with the national players, right? Because you have regional, you have state, regional, national. These are all the divisions. So a lot of these players... That play in the, in the, because that's how they split up the national program. National programs pick up between state, regional, and national. So a lot of these players do fall out of the cracks normally. But I'll tell you one thing: the players that are playing regional and national under fourteen, under sixteen, they get in college scholarships. So the system still graduates kids. There's a pathway. I'm saying we don't have a pathway. Okay. The Americans have a pathway, and if you don't want to follow the model. You don't have to follow the model, but they're successful, and we're playing catch-up on them for quite some a long time now. And when we think we catch up, because they have so many players, they can churn out so many different players on their national teams that can play. Let me ask you one question. How many national play, How many national teams in the Caribbean can beat the top 10 college teams? Not a lot. Not and, a lot. And, and then we'll talk about that too, but also talk about the financial aspect. We don't have the financial... But, uh, but, 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 but I'm saying there's, diff there's different systems that we can take. There's recreation, that's a system. There's travel, where the kids play against travel in the, against each town, right? There's club. There's, there's a premier club, which is all these other clubs 
and all the best kids playing on a premier team, right? You understand? And there's then they go from premier to state. Mm-hmm. Then they go from state to regional to national. And up, on top of all of that, you have college. Yeah. But the reason I'm saying this because I have a lot of experience in the system. I have won basically four state cup championships, 2001, 2002, 2000 for you, 14 boys. Of that group, of that group, there's about 14 of them that got college scholarships. So if you can't play pro, Go get free. Go get a scholarship for education, yeah, yeah. and uh, and, it really, and, really and, and yes, but then, we, but that's the thing too. That is the setback for the Caribbean. We yeah. don't have it. And I, listen, I know it now because mm. I, my son played from high school, and he did um ODP. Mm. We don't have those things in Jamaica. We don't have those things to see the players. If you don't play um high school football then you're not seen. And usually, even the best players that you have out there who don't play for one of these big top schools in Jamaica, just don't make it. Jamaica is not ready for the messy kind of player. They're not ready for the skillful midfielder, the nice ticky-tacky winger. Jamaica don't want that. We want fast, strong, blocky boots. And until the system change, with some financial backing, we're going to play catch-up for a very, very long time. So I see what you're saying, and I, but there's so many different layers. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I am really watching Curacao because they're putting the things in place. They, they're getting the big coach. They're bringing nice. in the big yes. players. They're investing money in their system, something that Jamaica is not doing. So we might just fall right behind Curacao and stay behind him for a very long time. That's Dutch. But 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 one of the, the main thing, and we start we're speaking with Desmond Morris um on today's episode, former national player for the St. Vincent and Grenadines um national team and coach with the LA Galaxy set up. The elephant in the room or one of the concerns is also about long-term investment, right? For 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 this sort of return on investment. A lot of these nations in the Caribbean and in Central America doesn't have the long-term commitment to these programs. I mean, Curacao is trying it out now, but how long are Curacao investors committed to this project at hand? We saw the same thing in Jamaica. If you cannot get qualifications to the big tournament, you cannot get a return on that investment, you, you're pretty much hands are tied because you have limited resources financially and you don't know if this thing is going to work. So how do you address that issue, Desmond? From Financing? The financial um, concern because you don't have a lot of money and you have a limited time for this return on this investment. And who to say that this investment will um, provide beer fruits in a few years? I mean, i.e., so this is why a place like Jamaica or Trinidad, etc., they keep hiring a new coach every four years for this coaching cycle. Well, I think um, yeah, there's a problem um, as far as financing programs because soccer is a, is, is a financial commitment um, and it's an investment in players. I think what we have to get going is I think we have to really, the, 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 the private sector and the public sector, we really have to get to a point where we can help to finance some of these things. I know on my end, I, I do a lot of collecting stuff and sending it home for kids, but it goes it goes to more than that. There need, it has to be some sort of investment. I think we don't have a lot of natural resources, but we have people resources. And I think at some point, 
we will get a big star. But for right now, we just have to dig deep. I think, you know, um, well, let's talk about, you know, 401ks, uh, yeah, um, you know, financing to uh, sponsorship from businesses, if we can get that. But I also think that it's about bringing the coaches and, and looking at the coaching programs that work, that, that you can implement without spending a lot of money and um, helping these kids. Because I think the foundation the foundation has to be set. And unless we get to this point where we understand that soccer is big business, look at how much money. Messi's going to get 50, probably 50, 550, 75 million. And if he comes to the U.S., another 500. So why have the Caribbean people not, I mean, we're all guilty of not investing in, in, in a lot in our youth. And uh, I think we have to change that mentality. And hopefully that's going to change. Um, and that's what we have to pray for. But for, for now, the good coaches that are mentors and want to give something back, got to go back in the community and do some work. Well, yeah. there's one. You see, on this show, we have a term we call patty shop, right? And we realize, we say patty shop. We call the JFF, the Jamaica Football Federation, patty shop. And that term seems to just gravitate around. So I'm going to put a disclaimer out there right now. This comment I'm about to make is coming straight from Buda and the Balchat family. We have a model that works. We saw in cricket where cricket is a dying sport in the Caribbean, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody gets up and says, yo, T20 can really bring a hype, right? You see India, IPL, everybody coming up with this. T I even hear T10s coming out now, right? What did the Caribbean do? Yo, let's start a T20 competition. Forget about the one day. Forget, forget about the test match. Bring in T20, right? Football is a sport that everybody in the Caribbean Football is a sport that everybody in this region loves. Central America, South America. Forget about North America. Forget about US. Forget about Canada. CARICOM is sitting there. Anybody that's listening in CARICOM, you guys stole my party shop idea. Don't thief this idea without giving me my credit. Start a stupid league. Fund it. You don't even have to fund it. Tell every Caribbean island, I need, I know in, the, I know in Jamaica we tried this about 20 years ago. There was a, a regional like, like team, like what, Cornwall, Middlesex, and Surrey. And th those teams were supposed to travel through the Caribbean and, and play. CARICOM, tell every Caribbean country we need two club teams. Yeah, every, every country have a FIFA stadium sitting there with goats that eat the grass. Put the stadium in use. Make the people and build a team. Caribbean Airlines, nobody is buying plane tickets right now because of COVID. Guess what? You can be transporting these players back and forth for free, and you are going to get tourists to come and, uh, to your island where you have a beautiful, a beautiful beach. It's easy money. We're sitting on easy money. Stupid people at CARICOM, start a league. Start a three-month league. Start it in winter. It's this simple. Start it, start it in the winter. Start it January. It done March. And at the end of March, yo, by the way, if you like how Haiti's club play, Haiti has a great beach in June. Come to, come to Haiti in June. Absolutely. Come to Jamaica in June. It's so simple. Yeah, and um, uh, let me piggyback on that. Um, you asked a good question. How can we get financing? Well, all the reggae artists, all the soccer artists, they love football. Yep. Some of our more wealthy people have to start putting money in football. Dexter Dobbs. I used to coach Dexter Dobbs. I'll say it right now. <laughs> he used to play for me right in Westchester. I used to drive him all the way up to um, Technum from Bronx. T 
take them from Mount Vernon, drive them up to um, Westchester, and they play. And Jackson was a wicked baller. He could jump out of the sky. All like next to them, can we get some money? You know, and the thing is that about the pathway, the Caribbean kids need a pathway. They need a professional league, just like I played with Lenny Taylor. Yeah, you didn't have to with Lenny Taylor. I played with Lenny Taylor with the first Caribbean professional league. Um, we played against Waivers. We played against Kingston Lions. I played for Hyrule Lions. I played against Tigat. I played against Hagler. I played against Zadie. That is the league. In the office. Yeah. That league. All over. We need the league again and yes. we need to support it. And you're right. Caribbean countries need to support a perfect otherwise they're gonna keep coming to the stands and we're gonna not gonna be winning. We're not gonna close the gap and they're gonna be looking at the players. Right now the players don't get treated well enough anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So they don't get paid well. I think Mr. Anderson's trying to do another league. How much support he gets for that and are on the Caribbean, but that, that is a need. Yeah, but then for us now, so we have this new guy in charge that he is getting, uh, you know, he is getting the, the support because he says his budget is a hundred million Jamaican dollars wow. to pump into our Premier League. And so far, he's at 80 percent of that. So it's going to be interesting to see if he changes the dynamic where there's between high school and just like where you have. Um, high school, like you have ODP, you say you have state, you, you know, have you know, yes. So, so, just like how you have the high school, right? Then you have something in the middle, and bef- then the players them can play the young players because mm-hmm. of big man football or broke foot, whatever. So, you have like a little U23 league, absolutely, and transition to the Premier League. So, if Chris is listening. Junior, see, we can throw up my idea. He's, he's so that's listening. a good idea. So if we have steps and if we have levels, then we really can move. It don't make no sense to take a 14-year-old boy and throw him in with a 25-year-old No, man. no, it's appropriate. So, yeah. so you need you don't need the private academies. You need something that allows the kid who is skillful, who can walk off the street and go in and do it. So we have ideas and we have people out there now who just coming in and seem to have the money because they have the capital because they have the money before. Mm-hmm. So let us see what happens. But it's a good idea if the Caribbean just come through and just support each other. Because exactly. one, you know, yeah, you know, we look good. Yeah. So hopefully Trinidad can make me feel proud tonight because they play against USA. Yeah, Trinidad stop, versus Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Junior, you were saying something? Come on, stop it. They we are. know what's going to happen. I told you guys um, a couple months ago. That U.S. team is going to be... And your team is an amazing team right now. Yep. Yeah. And I told them... It's huge. Young kids. A couple months ago. But yeah. they are Barcelona fans. They, they can't see past, past $500 million. Okay, That's... okay. Let's get to some of the major... <laughs> that, yes, okay. We don't talk yeah. to you. But, Mr. Mark, you need to come back. You need to come back like later down in the year. Uh, after we watch a couple of games and a couple of things go on in the world, and then we can talk again to see how far we, we, we move. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we want to pick your brain again, definitely, Desmond, because like you have a wealth of experience in the space and play at, at, at all, all these respective levels. Now, let's try to hit some other major news in the world of football. Uh, let's highlight the most impressive players of the week. Desmond, I know you're a Manchester United fan. Um, watching football this week, who was your most impressive player and why, i.e. the ball of the week? Well, the um, thing is that 
I wasn't impressed with the way Manu plays. And I'm not saying I'm a one-shot pony. I only look at one team. <laughs> but um, I would have to, and maybe I'm remissing this, and just because I'm a Manu fan, um, I, I think I'd have to go for uh, for me. Because he's playing really well and he's helping manage Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes has been excellent. The man who is triggering Manchester United Jr. And come on, who do you guys have you have as a ball of the week watching football? I have to give it to, to Salah. So Salah scored um, a, a very good goal against the runner player today. It was very, 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 very good. So I'm going to give it to him. He has grace. And I think he's on what? 16 goals? What's all of them? They're my lead, whatever. I'm about 16 or One of them. I, I don't really know. <laughs> awesome. So, so Salah, and I also want to give a shout out to Brighton with the win versus Spurs. So you're giving a shout out to Brighton. Junior, who is, who is your ball of the week, family? I bought my baller on the pitch is Ruben, the centre back for, for Man City. The man brings so much balance and it, it, it annoys the neighbours. But Fear is fear. He has Man City playing. Fernandino can finally play like himself because of Ruben. Laporte looks like a sensible defender because of Mr. Ruben himself. So I've got to give it to Ruben Diaz. And also, I don't know if I have to give it to NBC. I don't know. But they made history this weekend. The first female commentator on NBC yes. Sports, Karen Carney. Yes, yes. And, and, and she, she commentated an exciting game. And no, yo, we need more of this. It, it's been long, long enough, especially for an American station. It should not have been this long for a female commentator to be commentating a professional football game. Because the U.S. women's soccer team 20 times better than the men's team. So I don't care about the men's team. But those yeah. are my ballers. So I don't know, NBC, can I take with NBC Sports? I kind of vex a little bit. But them eased a little bit by bringing in Miss Karen, which I really enjoyed. So. Really enjoy. Um, and and Desmond, who do you have as your bug of the week watching football? Don't get with your ball of the week. My ball, uh, my ball of the week is uh, Palmeiras for winning the Copa Libertadores final, um, final champions of South mm-hmm. America. And I also want to give a ball of the week to Chapinones or Chape for winning the Brasileira B. And if you remember the 2016 plane crash, the team lost a few players to the fact that they have been able to rise from the ashes, so to speak, after that tragic accident and to win the Brasileira B to actually move up to the next level in, in Brazilian football. So ball of the week to them. Now, Desmond, let's get to the bug of the week, the unimpressive players of the week. Desmond, who do you have as your bug of the week? Unimpressive player of the week. Unimpressive. I would say um, Manchester United. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, I, I would say my friend, um, Mr. Rashford. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Yeah, okay. Because he's clogging up the lines on the right wing, and when the soccer's overlapping, it's hesitated. He's learning. I mean, he's doing well, but I think he hesitated a little bit too long with that goal and flim flam a little bit and flicked the foot. I know he's taking a little bit of heat, but I know he's going to bounce back. My team's going to bounce back, so I would say. Mr. Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford Jr. Is Marcus Rashford also your bug of the week, Jr.? Come on, your time. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to give it to, to Spurs um, and Garrett Bale. Garrett Bale, for a big money baller, um, he looked so off the pace today. He looked out of sorts. He looked like he, he has not been training like he was, has been playing golf. So he, just, he did not look like... Uh, the Garrett Bale that we know he could be. And so Spurs get it. The overall team 
because they had they handed Liverpool their first win of 2021 on Thursday. Come back now on Sunday. Come give Brighton their first home win of the season. Oh. So Spurs, Josie, everybody um, get my bug of the week. Spurs is a gift that keeps on giving. Junior has come on's bug of the week. Junior, and who is your bug of the week, Junior? Let me tell you something. The Marseille fans that set fire to the training facility. What the heck? What, what, why? So, them get my bugs. Just one bag of idiot just going there throwing flares all over the place and say, just come on, guys. I know I might get some heat for this, but I don't care. The people who are crying, not, cry, not crying, people who are making the racial abuse that players are getting. I hear me out. Hear me out. The People who are making this as big of a story as it is. Stop treating racial abuse to players like it is something new. This is something that's been happening a long time. Social media has given these idiots a bullhorn to be to racially abuse and profile players, and they will continue to do it. At my in my opinion, the way we're going to stamp out racism just is just like putting out a big fire. Remove the oxygen from the room. Trolls are trolls for a reason. They need that attention. You are giving some idiot the, the reason now to say, hey, you see people talking about my tweet on CNN. I, I, I racially profiled this guy, Marcus Rushford, and take, just take the fire or take, take oxygen out of it. And those idiots, those trolls that are racially profiling these players, just because they don't score a goal, just because they give up our own goal, be a be be a human, be be have somebody with be somebody with confidence and go to somebody and racially just say to somebody fierce. You are going to come out feeling a lot better afterwards. I promise. <laughs> Look at me. Come to me and call me the N word in front of my face. You are going to feel a lot better. All right, so the world of my books. <laughs> well, of me. Junior, let's get you some of the quick comments on Flow Sports and, and on Ball Chat page. What are the family saying on, on the chat, Junior? Michael Starboy saying, Junior, calm down. I owned you back in the days. I don't recall that. Michael Starboy saying, Sala is his baller. <laughs> Jason Frame is saying, Ball of the Week is Leno, big keeper. Ask that fan. And Jason Frame also saying, The Bugs of the Week is the whole Spurs team. Arsenal fan hitting against Jose, as expected. And Starboys, Michael saying his bug of the week is Real Madrid. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. What about on Flow Sports? On Flow Sports, um, big up to Alternanato. I hope I pronounced it properly. Um, because CR7 and Messi make mistakes too. Oh, I guess um, I, they're having a fight with Come On on, on Flow Sports. So. <laughs> Come on, stop kicking the people and their spirit, man. And people, if you want to get back at come on, she is a Barcelona fan. Messi oh, wow. get half a billion dollars in five years. Okay. I, I'm just giving you ammunition. Let, let's get to the major news in the world of football. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, it's a whirlwind week. Thomas Tuchel is now the man in charge. Frank Lampard sack at Chelsea. Um, good move. He got an 18-month contract. He says he's not worried about this. What do you expect from this Thomas Tuchel hire? Desmond, you're the guest of the family. Like I said, there's a lot of turnover um, with Mr. Abraham's team. He's not doing well. Um, and a lot of the Chelsea fans uh, basically 
wanted uh, Frank Lampard out. I, I, I just think it's tough because a lot of professional players, they, they have a professional career and it's tough to transfer into the management aspect of managing people and it takes a little bit of time. And I think he had issues with getting consistency with his, uh, with his first lineup and uh, that fluctuated and hence the demise of the team. Um, to shells, I think he brings a lot of experience um, from PSG, and um, he has a system that he's gonna try to use. Uh, um, they might turn around, um, but the league is so up and down and competitive right now uh, that it's gonna be hard. For, I, I just think that when you're a soccer coach and you're a soccer player, continuity is important, and um, you know, being seeing that person there all the time for a year, two years, it's like what two years at Chelsea for these guys, the maximum turnover time. So um, the team is still gonna reflect some ups and downs because they have to adjust to him and uh, his style of coaching. Um, but I think he's got some good individual talent that should be able to still come out. Uh, and he can, if he's really as good as he says he is, he can turn it around. Turn it around. Just snap his finger. Come on. You're the Chelsea fan. Uh, Thomas Tuchel was let go at PSG right at Christmas. He's been, uh, quote in the past, has not been a fan of the politics of a club. But here he is now in charge of Chelsea which is somewhat a political club. Your thoughts on Thomas Tuchel getting the, the charge, uh, the seat at Chelsea? It's only a political club if we lose. Let's, let's put it out there, okay? Most Nobody cares about anything but lose. Hey, the Russian don't care about anything but winning. And I've always said this, from, from Lampard got the job. We know why Lampard got the job. Lampard was not ready to be handed the keys to a big-time club like Chelsea. He did nothing at Derby County. Allow this man Come to get on, a little he, bit more. Derby was sixth when he took them over and he, they, he left with them being sixth. I mean, things didn't change. <laughs> uh, my point exactly. Bring Derby up. Uh, make them lose on them, you know, them promotion race. Something. But to hand this man the keys to a big club like Chelsea, we saw where it was going to go. And Lampard, is, he wasn't flexible enough. He was a stuck in his ways. Granted, I was thinking that Mason Mount would be on the bench, but Mason Mount come from the pitch, come pull me around. So maybe there's something to, to Lampard's madness. But I just thought that after a while, he didn't have any more ideas, and he wasn't the man um, for the job. For yeah. our coach now, Big TT, the first game was kind of lackluster, yeah. and you have to give him a little bit of time to wet his This game... Listen, it's only Burnley. Burnley had their first shot on goal in the 84th minute. So I'm like, it was only Burnley. Calm down. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll give him some time. He's a big enough coach, even though he's coming from the Farmers League. But he's um, a big enough coach for us to get... Yes, big enough for us to get some results. Is he the German whisperer? Is he the one who's going to turn around the Kai and the team of Werner? It's still yet to be seen. But just like how we were willing to give Lampard some time, it does give TT some time to kind of adjust. We know the Russian is only, what, 18-month contract? We know yeah. the Russian. If him not cut it, he got to go. And I'm okay with that. Junior, quickly, your thoughts on, on, on this hiring? Yeah, big up to Iraq Entertainment said, Lampard was hard-headed. He had no man management skill. Raynard Lewis said, Lampard wasn't starting the right team. Um... 
And uh, Altonato said that he made some good transfers. Transfers: Havertz, Werner, Chilwell, etc. Um, Altonato said, um, Leon Bailey for me. What your baller for the week? There, no, there's a there's a question out there that said that um. Who is the most exciting and best young Caribbean player? That and that's a question to the group. So think about that most yeah. in the heads. But so we answer that question before we leave. But Tuchel, why why was Tuchel let go at PSG? He couldn't win the Champions League. Do not stay out of our business. Do not stay out of our business. Can you have some struggle? No, anybody can coach PSG in France in France and win. League One. The person who's supposed to be sitting down now saying, um, saying what the hell is going on is Allegri. Why isn't Allegri the coach at Chelsea? Now, there was some foolishness last couple of weeks when you know that the writing was on the wall when we heard, oh, maybe um, Werner needs somebody that speaks German to help him play better. <laughs> and we laughed at that stupid comment. And look at who they hired, a German coach. Mm-hmm. I, this, let me tell you something. I've given Tuchel 12 months. 12 months. And then somebody going to come in. Pulisic, mm-hmm. gone. Mount, gone. Werner, gone. Havertz, gone. Trust me. I've given them 12 months. Okay. Junior, thoughts on... I'm 18. I'm contract at 18. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm before, before, right after the transfer market. All right. Let's, let's get to games on the field. Manchester United had a horrible week, Junior. A really horrible week. They lost to PSG, not PSG. They lost to Sheffield United, and they they tied to um, with Arsenal. Your thoughts on the week for Manchester United as the table is is up? I do, I personally I don't think it's a horrible week. Okay. You guys want to troll us so bad. But All right, my bad. It wasn't a horrible week. Let me, let me tell you something. The Ball Chat family, yeah. the members of the Ball Chat family are all sensible Manchester. The Manchester United fans are, are sensible people. <laughs> we know Manchester United is overachieving right now. The only thing that, that we have proven when, when Ole when takes the team to the number one spot for any period of time in the Premier League is that Ole is learning how to coach. Now, for the, on the field, I think, you know, sometimes it's uh, try not to lose one game twice. I think Manchester United, the players had a learning experience when after defeating Liverpool, they took too big of a step back. And my, my thing to Ole is this. Why use the same team, basically, to play against Sheffield four days after playing against Liverpool twice and beating them in the FA Cup? Why not give up? That is a game where Daniel James is supposed to play. Lingard is supposed to play. Mata is supposed to play. Why are we playing our best? Why is Pogba playing three games in seven days? And we expect them to win? Come on, man. Because, because Pogba is in the shopping window. Mana shop himself. That's... But I rock the saying, yeah. Chelsea, Moom, this is the Bernie team who just turned over Liverpool and Aston Villa. So... He's correcting me when I said, oh, it's only Burnley. Okay. But then again, Burnley only had one shot on goal in the 84th minute. So That shows how great Thiago and company That's, is. That's <laughs> your topic. thoughts on Manchester United. You're a Manchester United fan. Your thoughts on the, on the week that you guys have. You're sitting second on the table. Are you guys overachieving? 
Um, I think uh, right where the league is is, is is precarious right now because everything is so interrelated with the competitiveness and the league can go left, it can go right. But um, we've struggled back and we've came back and we're in a good position right now, I think. I just think our inconsistency in playing um, and, and putting balls in the back of the net can really hurt us. Um, I think all he needs to get strategic with his starting lineup and how he's going to rotate it and how he's going to bring fresh blood in and, and keep it still competitive. I think we have a problem building out of the back. It's very predictable and it, they take too slow to build up. You can see them taking a, a year and a mile to get out. Um, well, I don't want to talk about Spurs. Spurs and them have their, their, their defenders are just six foot six and too tall. They're not flexible. But Manu with Ali, um, he's figured something out. He's got some great um, playmakers. I think he needs to start Cavani and give Cavani more playing time. Um, we need an out and out winger. Um, I don't know where that's going to put Rashford, but um, we, we, we're in a good place and um, I think we should keep we would keep our momentum. Um, you know who the typical top four is going to be. It's always the same tradition. Yeah. yeah. The same top four teams. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Chelsea this year. <laughs> if they can keep a coach they might get somewhere but um, Manu's going to be competitive because I think when Bruno and Cavani and Pogba um, you know you just you need seven functional players the four can be runners but they have some depth and um, hopefully they're still within striking distance and keep the thing competitive and keep it going but um, it's the EPL and yeah. it's exciting one day you're up and one day you're down. Yeah. One quick question. Um, let's, I hardly get to speak to sensible Manchester United people on this show. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Let me take the opportunity now. Uh-oh. Cavani striking and um, with Cavani's ability to run. In my opinion, mm-hmm. Daniel James mm-hmm. can be too fruitful for Manchester United with a Cavani. I think. Daniel James suffered because he doesn't have a striker. Marshall is not a striker to me. Rashford is not a striker. Cavani will, will run with him, put himself in position. What do you think about that? What do you think about the wing player at Manchester United? Well, well, I love wing player. That's what the English league is all about, right? So if I, if I was Mr. Solskjaer, right? And you know what? We just, have, we just have to give me a job and I'm ready for it because we can do it. <laughs> I would take Rashford and pull him as a wide right. I'll put him wide right. As a, as a wide midfielder because he clogs up the traffic, right? but he needs that lane to run. Um, Daniel James, yes. And, 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 you know, he has to learn how to use his players, max them out and, and get the players that have chemistry on the field so that you walk easier. You're not working as hard when you have chemistry. Look at Pogba yesterday making that nice back flick. Wow. The tricks and gimmicks. That's a touch master system. But um, I think he can, he has... Some play that he can use with Daniel James and use him in a creative way to bring him in the team and make them more effective. Now, I want to say this. Jesse Lingard, I've been roots. You know, I'm from Vinci, right? Jesse Lingard's grandparents are from St. Benson, the Grenadines, you know? <laughs> so um, I'm sad that they're going to be shipping him off. But uh, his, his demise has been, I don't know what's going on with him, but I think it's family business. But... We're going all the way to the end, man. You so all you detractors and all you haters, watch the ride. Every everyone goes to the end, Desmond. <laughs> 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 all the teams going to the end. <laughs> all right, 
right. Quick hints as we review the week's major news. Liverpool defeated Spurs and, and West Ham. Let's Liverpool right the ship. Desmond, do you think that Liverpool is right the ship? Liverpool right, right the ship, yeah. They're the, 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 the other red team. <laughs> You know, a typical, I'm not a typical English fan, but we don't really like the Scousers. Yeah. Um, However, we do admit that they are very terrible, pain in the neck. Yeah. So um, they're going to be right to the last. I think they turn it around. It's just, I think the the three forwards needed to um, get a breath of fresh air, but... For Manny is more contributive than anyone thinks. And um, they, they're right back in the mix. I think they're ready. Yeah, yeah. And come on, and Junior, your thoughts on Liverpool's week. Um, and, and Leicester City seems really right into a juggernaut today with Leeds. Did you just say, a, come on, did he just say a yes, juggernaut in I Leeds? I just said a juggernaut because Leeds, <laughs> Leeds ran through that's Leicester that's, City that's, today. That's because we enjoyed the game today. Don't get carried away. Leeds you know, ran I don't know what's wrong with you. Leicester City. I, I, I said it before. I said it before that everybody panicking about Liverpool just need to take a, a, a step back. They right the ship. And um, they showed us today, you know, that, that, that we talk about heavy metal football. The attacking was on point today um i think club was complaining because he has four strikers that are out there injured and they just signed who did they sign them sign, did they sign a defender? Two, two, no they signed um ben davis from preston oh, so for two million okay. for two million pounds so that show you how desperate they are to kind of shore up the back line and they don't want to spend a lot of money because they already have quality. Um, so I'm not I'm not concerned about Liverpool. I think it's going to be a fight between Liverpool and Man City for the title this year, which is good for me. Bonamanio. Bonamanio. And then with Leicester, I don't know. You know, Brendan needs to figure out something. Something's not working. They can't just rely on... And um, on my guy, um, Vardy, to do all the work. It's not going to be a party all the time with Vardy. So, I, I mean, I'm not worried about Liverpool. Big, big up Prime Minister. Liverpool Prime Minister says yeah, Benton is drinking the Leeds Kool-Aid. Uh, Prime Minister, it's not only Benton drinking. It seems like someone might be drinking <laughs> Kool-Aid too. Let me that's not it. Hey, that, that's not it. That's not even true. Stop. Just stop it. Oh. We, listen. We like good football. This morning, they hear me complain or oh, Chelsea game is boring, remember? And then I said to you that Leeds playing good football. I am not a fan you of Leeds. I, no, I wouldn't go out there and buy a Leeds jersey. I would not spend my 90 US to buy a Leeds jersey. But I enjoy good football. And it was good football. Junior, stop it. All right. So it's a cult. It's a manual cult. You're not drinking the cool air, you're drinking the sweet tea, and it's a little bit <laughs> What is that, right? No, as is it Shackleberry Finn me drink? Big up to Tiger <laughs> right, right now, watching right now. Tiger is a, I know Tiger is a Liverpool fan, true and true, but Tiger is an English Premier League fan. What Thiago has learned today in, in the win, what Thiago has learned today is that the Richardson tackle is not. A Brazilian going up against a Brazilian turned Spaniard. That wasn't a one-off. Thiago is learning right now what it takes to play in the English Premier League, and teams are not going to respect you because you have a pretty touch. Liverpool. <laughs> a pretty touch. A pretty, that's all you have a pretty touch. And I say that because Thiago is the engine that is going to steer Liverpool towards 
challenging for the title. And that tackling get to them, and the way him roll, and the way him get up, I'm telling all you Liverpool fans right now, <laughs> enjoy it. You guys not smelling second. At least, at least the man adjusting. I will accept man you cannot win the league. I, we know this. Only Junior alone think it. We know this. And he's saying that Tottenham is on their way down. Okay, slow your roll. Tottenham is not going to be relegated. So that's slow your roll right there. So. That's, 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 no, that's, that's history. As, as it pertains to Man City, they play Liverpool next Sunday. Your prediction of that game, your thoughts. Liverpool being... What four points behind Man City? Man City, of course, have a game in hand on on the on the rest of the top five. Does Liverpool need to win this game at Anfield next Sunday? Liverpool winning at at the Sky win. It's gonna be a tie two one. I just think I just they gonna rub they gonna rub out Raheem Sterling. I mean, like rub him out. Uh, surely he could start Raheem Sterling at Anfield. He struggles there. Okay, so I'm gonna rub him out. So Man City <laughs> gonna win two one. Sorry, sorry to my Aussie. Right. <laughs> so, Desmond, what do you think? My prediction is, um, I just want to mention something. When I grew up in the islands, I'm five years old. Yeah. I'm no seven years old. I didn't know the difference between back in Manchester United and Manchester City. So, for the next four or five years, I was back in the two teams. <laughs> I finally get to find out. Um, I'm going to say that because the two teams play a similar style of an open game, counter-attacking, attacking, possession. I think they put three forwards each. Me not go for no scouser. Me have to go, but even though they're my backyard neighbor, I'm going to Manchester City. You Manchester City. (laughs) Yeah, because you know why? Because I think the last game, they really got a shalakin. Liverpool did, and there's no... There's no big um, home team advantage now. Everybody just have a place. You now it's separate the men from the boys in yes. soccer. If you need fans to play, <laughs> hello, intrinsic or extrinsic motivation. I'm going with Man City because I'm a yeah. Junior, your quick prediction on that game. I, real quick, I'm going Man City comfortably. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, it's not because of the money you love. Um, against Sheffield, Pep tipped his hand on how he's going to play against Man against Liverpool. Kyle Walker did not overlap one time against Sheffield. Okay. He sat at home. That is Mane's left wing. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho, I am going to introduce you to Mr. Thiago. You go and just be in his back pocket and anywhere I'm going, if he come off the field to drink water, you're going to see Fernandinho. <laughs> Ruben Diaz, don't worry about about somebody. Don't worry about uh, uh, Bobby Firmino. Just clean up Salah. I see Ruben run down. My boy from, um, I can't remember his name right now, from, from um, Sheffield. McGoldrick. Yeah. Yeah. Step for step. Yeah. So go and introduce yourself to Salah. And I don't know who on Liverpool going to stop Foden. Who on Liverpool going to stop um, um, Neves. Who on Liverpool going to stop Gundogan? Who? You give me one person in Liverpool that can stop them right now. Henderson? One step on the foolishness. Yeah, Three, gonna, one, clap, Liverpool. Club's going to have to figure I out mean, a way. We push. Lionel Messi's salary, it's something that Junior definitely want to talk about. It's been reported that his contract was leaked. Um, 
Barcelona is in debt, in almost crippling debt. Messi is earning about a half a billion dollars over four years. Uh, I mean, where does this end? Every week, it seems like there's something with Barcelona and Messi's controversy. Okay. So, who do I blame? I see everybody outraged at, at Messi. You go on job, you get the job, them offer you 10 million. What are you going to say? Take oh, no. Team, I don't want... No, no, no. I'm going to say, million. oh, no. I don't want to take 10 million. Give me five yes. and keep five million for yourself. But come on, this is the listen, same but, but, but listen, but Wait, listen. This is the they, same they make seventy million. They make 70 million euros every year off Messi's jersey alone. The man bringing revenue, he's the face Not of Barcelona. Enough, yes, yes, yes. We can't talk about the money. It, it, it is ridiculous. But we can't blame Messi. But we no. have to blame the people with the ridiculous figure that is true i i say yes we blame the people but at the same time this is the same messi who wants to win champions league he wants to win everything you cannot mm-hmm. give one player so much money what are you going to invest in the team barcelona cannot even sign eric garcia right now eric garcia caused a bad juice that's how much Manchester City is and Barcelona cannot not, afford this. But that's not his concern. And we're going to talk about Barcelona wanting to win. Really? They got rid of Luis Suarez, who is the leading goal scorer now in La Liga, and give the number nine to Bratwick? But that's they, a Bratwick they can't afford. That's what they can't afford. afford. You, listen, Messi and, and Suarez are best friends. You are going to tell me if Barcelona said, Messi, who are we to and Suarez, but we need... 10% of your salary. You think Messi is going to pay for next quarter? Well, we... Listen. If you, hey, listen. As, as, as a young lady, you get a fool, you take a fool money. Yeah, clearly. So we see. All right, <laughs> Desmond, oh, Desmond Jr., your thoughts on this uh, salary. And and if Lionel Messi is going to stay at Barcelona, he has to take a drastic pay cut. Um, I, I think it's an astronomical, astronomical amount of money. Um, and it's, it's, how do you, what are you giving away? You're giving a, the cost of winning to keep Messi because he obviously is going to have to take a salary cut so that they can get some players because I think Barcelona is going to run into problems. I mean, how do you value, what do you value most winning or making money or he's, losing he's, money? His contract so, has $117 million loyalty fee in it. Yeah, a it's, loyalty it's, fee. <laughs> And that foolishness is it? I don't know. You pay a and man then, $717 million to be loyal. We still can't. I think it's, 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 it's going to affect the whole... No, we still can't blame Messi. We have to, have to blame the, the stupid board. And, and, and on top oh of that too, God. if you're talking about getting rid of Messi, you have to pay him out the remaining of his contract. Well, in June, come on, you don't have that bill will be off the books. It's weird then. Oh, so now all of a sudden, why is this being released? Is who are trying to sabotage the ball? Yeah, somebody why is, is released. Not I, out in there, there, there are four copies of the contract allegedly available. Of course, one is to Messi, one is to Messi's law firm, one is to La Liga, and one is to Barcelona. So somebody. I suspect it's Barcelona that's leaking the car. Benton, on the on the flip side, it's, it it kind of shows our people in our region and our young players. You got to be motivated. You got to work hard. I don't I don't know if they're gonna get to that 
height of their trade, but look at the money that's in football. And yeah, exactly. how can we help our people and our young players to get some of this pie? I mean, I think we really have to help these young players and a big part of, of, of them. They, sometimes they have the skill and they have, you know, they have the mentality, but they need mentoring help. They need examples. They need they need the training. They need um, the education as far as nourishment and, and nutrition and scientific training. Soccer is not just going out there and playing on the field. You need psycho- team psychologists, team psychiatrists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why you need team psychiatrists. Because yeah, Junior, we, you, I know you're try- waiting to chime in. Junior, go ahead. Yeah, but, but that's good. I'm, I'm good. Big up, big up to Desmond for being so brave. <laughs> I will not get involved in no Barcelona Cup. With $500 million, Messi cannot only sense a ball chat, he can censor me permanently. So I am going to keep my mouth shut. Messi, you are the greatest. You are the king. You are the boss. You're better than Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to go out and say it. You're the greatest ever, Messi. You're right. the best. You can't blame Messi. I will defend Messi. You can't blame him. And and yes, you have players who are good and talented. Like in the USL, I'm making $25,000 to the year. So when you hear this, you're like, it's ridiculous. But his recognition, they get back 70 million euros on Jersey alone for him. So I, I can't blame him. You can't blame him, Benton. I blame Messi. I, 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 I was, was going to leave it alone, but we are living in a pandemic. Yes. Right? The yes. cost to create a COVID-19 vaccine for one dose is $19.50. <laughs> With Messi's contract, he can vaccinate okay, people. You know how much people in Jamaica. Yeah, that is that is that is ridiculous. Um, that that's speaking of players, um, Caribbean players who want to aspire to 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 this great heights of earning, not necessarily Messi's lucrative salary, but something that's uh, familiar, are in that ballpark. Winifred Schaefer, former J- um, Jamaican coach did an interview and he said the players are not mentally ready enough in the Caribbean and among other things I want to hear your thoughts on this um, Desmond and and among the the football family Winifred Schaefer said that it seems like we have the island we have the breeze how are there more players from Cameroon that are aspiring or have gotten to play overseas because hard life is more difficult whereas in the Caribbean we're chilling, we have our beach, we should be moving our players on. Your thoughts on that assessment? And he had quite a very strong opinion of what's going on in the Caribbean. Um, well, I just spoke about psychiatrists and psychologists. <laughs> um, it, is, it is true. We have technical, physical, tactical, mental, and these are the concepts of football. So I've been in the Caribbean a lot. Just think of this, Kimon. When you come to America, you have to play in rain, snow, summer, everything. What does that give? Mental toughness. When you go to college, you got to play in snow. I played in snow. So the Caribbean players... Unless you live in Florida. The the Caribbean players need to be taken out of their comfort zone. Comfort zone. Work with... Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Work with mental toughness, fatigue, 
It's just like training. There's a reason they call it training in football. Because you train like an army guy. You're running rain. You're running sand. You're running mud. So that when you play. Because when we played against Honduras, guess what? It was a sunny day and it started raining. So you know what happened? We were dominating the game. But when it started to rain, guess what the Honduran players were doing? We were scooping the ball out of the water and volleying it. We were kicking it through the water. That goes mental toughness, environment, training. Yes, they're not mentally tough enough. You can't, but you can't play, blame our boys for that if we're not used to rain and scooping the ball. And you can't blame our boys for that if they're not used to snow. We don't have snow. When it touches 68 degrees in Jamaica, they pull for sweater and socks. What, what about when the U.S. take them and put them in the snow to play? Yes. Uh, yeah, but, yeah that exactly. Sure that was tactical. That was... That was, that was that know, but this is the thing, yes. But this is the thing, too. And, and, and I understand what you're saying. But it goes back to our young players with no support. No support whatsoever. So you're in, listen, you're in high school, because I know a couple of them. You're in high school. The coach's main focus is to win games. So I don't care if you want to use your, your, your less dominant foot, which is a left foot. He more often knows that when you kick the ball with your right foot, it's a goal. Inside win, him win the trophy. Him don't care if you want to eat porridge for three times for, for, for your nutritional um, support. So it's, it's different. So we can blame the young men, but we also have to blame the people who we put in position to mentor, support, and coach them. So it, it, it's a two-way street. So, I see some players who I know can do well overseas. But when you talk to them, no, me no longer Israel. No, me no longer Finland because me no know the language, me no know the food, me no know my family, my family. But we can't blame them too much because they were not given the support. Mrs. Mother cooking. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> you're goal setting, but you're not developing. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a developmental plan, a pathway. Where does the kid get when he starts at seven and he's a serious, talented soccer player? He's a little mesito. Where does he go from seven to professional? There's so many pathways. There's so many things in there that he has to go through. And we need to make it available for our Caribbean players. It's like you're sending them to a war and you're saying, oh, well, we know what's in the war. But you know what's in the war. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that, yeah. That's where the main thing is. Messi, but when Messi, Messi moved, his entire family went with him, right? And he got right. the support. So, what, what's our guy name again? Keith Kelly. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Keith Kelly. When Keith Kelly at 15, 16, oh, had the opportunity to go to PSG, if, if Keith Kelly should come on the program, I'll have him talk about it. But he was there by himself at 15. You're never going nowhere before in your life. Never to talk to anywhere. So, you are sent all the way to PSG by yourself. You don't know the language, you don't know the food. So it is, we need a balance, need a balance. where our boys and girls are supported. You understand what I'm saying? And then talk about that too. When they do an interview, mercy. We, we need a balance. And, and this is why um, Caribbean football is very emotional. We're way over time. Junior, <laughs> your, quickly, your comment, Junior. We're way over time before we go to yard ballers. Junior. I, I, I have a question for Desmond. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to do it. Desmond, mm-hmm. put yourself when you were 25 mm-hmm. and you were playing for St. Vincent and Grenadines. If, 
if a German coach that went to Cameroon and coaching Cameroon and coaching some little Fufu Caribbean island come out and said, I don't know what's wrong with the players in the Caribbean. They are not mentally tough. You as a 25-year-old, not, not you as a seasoned veteran right now that, that have all this experience. How would you have reacted to that comment at that time? Well, Junior, um, I think when you grow up, if you if you get into the right situations and the right environment and the right teaching, because I'll tell you why I'm saying this, you will know yourself. That's why the Caribbean ball has to know himself. When I tried out, I was always a walk-on. Right. So am I mentally tough? Yeah. Absolutely. So so I, I think, can we teach kids to be mentally tough? Yes, we can. But I know it's a negative thing coming from from a coach that says, oh, I got no touch. <laughs> or, um, you know what I mean? That's like, Zlatan, tell him a boy, he's got no touch. Um, but um, from that p- perspective, it, it could be a, a, negative, a negative connotation. But... Our whole lives, we've been turning around negative con- connotations and making them into... Because when somebody tells you something like that, you have to turn around and make them know that you can change this and, and, and you're not that person. So I think it's our job. We have a big job to play in the Caribbean, guys. The mentoring aspect is is not there. And all kids need to know, like these soccer moms, these, and I don't want to say these white soccer moms. Sorry, I apologize. They support their kids right through. They drive them in, drive them there, and until the kid drops down and the coach cut him, that's it. But so that 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 that, that was where my question because I think before we get to Winifred Schaefer's comment, I think we all as a Caribbean people need to take a step back and say, why is a foreigner coming in and saying that about our players? And the answer to me is simple. Not because a little brother, a little 12-year-old is playing amongst 18-year-olds in a business or six-a-side football league, we should now crown that person as the next Cristiano Ronaldo. We should not hype these young players to, to think that they are bigger than, than they really are. May I come on, always fight about this. Sometimes we we'll agree, sometimes we we'll disagree. But I think we're we'll, we'll putting these young players up too soon before they reach anywhere. And okay. they feel like, as a community baller, you are the best baller ever. We need we need to cut that pedestal down a little bit, in my opinion, because in the, and you know Desmond in the in and come on know better supposed to know in the US system, especially in high school, they have a thing named conditioning, which is three months before you even touch a football. And the first thing Hell Week. Eh? You call it Hell Week. Yeah, and the first thing the coaches tell everybody is run. you have to be able to run a mile in four minutes. Some places, or, or two miles under twelve. And that was, for we was five minutes. I had to we had to run the mile in five. That means running, and for all the people who don't know, running around a four hundred meter track in under a minute per per lap before you can even touch a football. But we are giving some little some little bang belly youth. We can pile a man or salad a man and say you're ready for football. Let me tell you something. The biggest shock for me was when me leave Jamaica and come America. And stand up on a big field. And a brother said, make a run. And when you look at the space where you want me to run, I said, run, go here. I on my style of football. We, yes. we learned to play football in a six-yard box. Americans learned to play football from sideline to sideline. 18 so, to 18. In the, in, in, in the 18 box. Plus. Yeah. So, yeah, but, there, but there's a difference. 
but but there's a difference between hyping and encouraging and that's where we need to understand and differentiate you can encourage somebody who is with potential to be the best footballer that they can be versus we hype them and tell them say you're already weak when they only score six goals in court well, or they're at the top scorer in the in the Jamaica Premier League because when you go USL, which is the low t- tier Munibakar League One, you're ordinary. So I understand, but we have to support our young players and we have to lift them up too. And we have to say, listen, you are just as good as, but you need some work. So I like Coach Schaefer, he's a very nice person, um, but there needs to be a balance. And while we have to put some of the, 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 the blame on the players, we also should put the blame on the people who are responsible for elevating the, the players. Exactly. We talk about football all the time, and that's my biggest issue. Um, but we, and, and next day, because Benton has got to have a picker. We, we're yeah, running we need to, we Benton, need Benton, let me just say this. Yes. Soccer, soccer is uh, 80% physical and 20%. 80% mental and 20% physical. Yeah. So when we travel to Mexico and we have to play in front of 70,000 people yeah. in a stand with 15,000 riot police, that's where the mentality comes in. Can yeah. you play on an empty stomach? Can you play after traveling for so long? That's the problems that us Caribbean players have. It is, it is a, I'm not saying that he's right, but there's something going on with the mental aspect of the game that we need to address. And those things are addressed in academies, youth academies. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back on, um, Desmond, because this conversation has to continue. We have to collaborate and, and work to address some of the issues that we see. Um, quickly, come on. Let's get to yard ballers highlighting Jamaican players. Quickly, you got two minutes. Come on. Deshaun Brown scored for his team yeah, in so, India. So Deshaun scored a break in his team's 2-1 victory. I think he, that was his first start. Um, so Deshaun is really, you know, taking off. I just saw something that says Darren Matak has signed for Almeric in Sudan. So that's, I saw that from the, the, the English version of, um, Almeric's website, um, Twitter, Twitter account. So if that's true, Darren is 30 years old. So let us see, you know, Wait, what he Sudan? can do. Yes. Same place that Alvas gone. Alvas power signed for Alilal in Sudan. Or Saudi Arabia. Or Qatar or Saudi Arabia. I thought it was... Who? It's Sudan. Sudan. Okay. Who? Who? I thought Who? Sudan, there's a military issue. No, that's that. No, I think that's South Sudan. Sudan. Okay. They're saying that North Sudan is, okay. Is, okay. is good. So Alvas is there. And no, it's saying that Darren Mattox is actually in, in, in Sudan. So they can confirm it, but that's what I got from the, the, okay. the club's um, Twitter account, it says Darren Mattox is a red guy. So Alison Swaby and Ace Roma defeated Florentina um, 4-0 in the Coppa Italia quarterfinal first leg. 19 goals in all appearances for Khadija Shah this season. She scored in her um, a brace in her team's 5-0 victory. Um, Bobby Reed Cordova now has 7 goals for Fulham. It's Fulham. It's okay. Good job, Bobby. Lamar Walker, formerly of Portmore United. <laughs> that message Fulham. That message Fulham. <laughs> um, Lamar Walker of Portmore United, formerly of Portmore United, and Jashon Anglin from Harborview have signed for FC Miami in USL. Um, they now join Sean Franklin and Devon Speedy Williams 
I think that they released awesome. Brenton Griffith. I don't know if Brenton's going to be re-signed, but it looks like it's a Jamaica, all-star Jamaica team down at, down at Miami. Mm-hmm. Kevin Fletcher scored a wonderful chip for his club in Israel. They won 1-0. If you have not seen it, go on Kevin's um, Twitter account and look at the goal. It was really, really good. As I said, Alva signed for Ali Lal in Sudan. Um, I heard that it's a deal until the end of the season. And Houston Dash have signed Reggae Girls, Denisha, Blackwood, and a one-year deal. So that's good. Our Reggae Girls are finding clubs. Um, you know, so hopefully they get sharp and stay sharp whenever the qualifications um, roll on. Yes. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, Desmond, thank you for joining us. Thank you for really appreciate appreciate you joining us. It's a lively discussion. We want to have you back on the show to go down memory lane and talk about your, your playing days in the Caribbean Cup, et cetera, et cetera. How okay. can people get in touch with you? I know one of your products, the Volley King, is widely, widely being, being, being um, sought after. How can people yes, get in touch with you? And, Actually, and, I have and, a little thingy you. over there. Um, they can reach me at um, my uh, email, um, and uh, I'll share my email. It's thetouchmasters at gmail.com, and they can reach me on that. Um, my Facebook is Des Morris, and I'm on LinkedIn and all that good stuff. Um, the Volley King is going to be coming out uh, the end of March, and it's about um, just a little bit about the Volley King. It's, it's based on all the karate kicks that we see in karate movies in the islands growing up, and uh, King of Volleys, I think is uh it's not this Nacimento Pele. There's ten types of volley kicks and this covers it and heading is a volley. Um I have a Vimeo on the volley king and uh, it's an odd. You, if you notice when people hit volleys, they look at Pogba's volley. When you connect a volley properly, um it scores and uh, it just takes constant repetition. I just wanna say that I'm proud of Jamaica because you have at least you got thirty players in the USL, seven in the EPL, seven in League One. 11 in League Two, you got three in Germany, one in Australia, two in Belgium, one in Belize, one in Canada. Jamaica is going to close the gap. You got uh, one in Costa Rica, one in Curacao, one in Denmark, two in Egypt, one in Finland, one in India, three in Israel, eight in Malta, Jamaica, Jamaica. I mean, I'm proud of what you guys are doing. Did you call, did you call Sudan a while ago? <laughs> yeah, I didn't call. I mean, so Vietnam it. 5, USA. <laughs> 33, 4 in the MLS. 33 in the USL. No, wow. <laughs> Ireland 1. None in St. Vincent, Vincent Pro League. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Desmond? I, 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 must, I must say this. Um, I'm going to put it out there from now. So come on and Benton, please remind me. In March, we're we're going to we're going to I we're going to make sure mm-hmm. we have the Valley King. Or well, probably three, four, five, depending on what we talk to Desma. We'll put it in the spot, Mr. Myers. But we're going we're going to open just to help with the, with the Caribbean football development. Any team that is listening right now, or if you know anybody that's an owner of a team or or, or um manager of a team, we're going to have a competition. Not a competition, just, some, just something out there where we're going to offer one volley king to, to a team in the Caribbean. We don't care where you are. We are going to make sure we can get that product to you. We, we will help with the, with the development of the youth because that's what we, everybody on this show is about, helping to grow the product to 
close the gap like this one says. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to speak it into existence. There's going to be at least three teams in the Caribbean that's going to have the Volley King in training. And you guys get it. No where it coming from. Big up to Desmond. We're going to support our own. We're going to build our own people. So Desmond, we're going to get that out there, right? Um, I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, you three guys are awesome. Like I told um, Benton, Boggs and all this infomercial is all this information that we can get the game is now on the internet it's a virtual training and all that kind of stuff but, but we bleed football and uh we need the caribbean kids to close this gap we need to close this gap we need to get to the world cup more consistently and um, i think if we join as a community and realizing that we are strong with each other because we have to help each other all the islands have to help each other close the gap and get close because that's what we're gonna kick off the, the normal and and it's it's all right to dream that you can beat the mexico it's all right to dream that you can beat the usa you just have to dream and you're gonna make it happen and it's gonna happen i don't know if trini gonna do it tonight but we'll see Again, right, supporting Trinity tonight, man. Again, again. <laughs> supporting Trinity. Yeah, man, we have to. Yes. We are the number one soccer podcast in Trinidad. But Trinity people are love with us. What does that mean <laughs> in America today? Trinidad tonight? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get Noah. He, he's getting his first call up for the national team, for Trinidad national team today. I'm going to try to get him on. To, to talk to him with a very yeah, nice yeah. young man. Big up, big up to Noah. Benton, if, if you need some other people that... that, that just as energetic and visionary and wise, I got some friends that are. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we went talk. We went talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Up here, trust me. Desmond, once again, once the Volley King comes available, we're gonna we're gonna get it out to teams, as Junior said. You know, just let us know. Um, football family, thank you for joining us. Sorry, we ran over a bit, but if you want to connect with us, connect with us on social media, at Instagram at Ball Chat Podcast. We're on Twitter at Ball Chat One. We're on Facebook at Ball Chat. You can email us at ballchatpodcast at gmail.com. We want to thank the wonderful Desmond Morris for joining us today. Big up to the St. Vincent and Grenadines family, the Vincey Heat. Come on, Junior. We're going to run the family. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody.